Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. Hey guys, welcome to episode 76 of Intuitive Bites Podcast. Today I'm chatting with Meg Boggs, who you probably know from Instagram as at meg.boggs, and we are talking about healing your relationship with exercise. Meg shares a little bit about her own story and the variables that have affected her on her journey so far, and we are talking about her book, Fitness for Everybody, that is available for pre-order now. So very excited to share this episode with you. Um, I feel like I haven't had a dedicated episode to joyful movement, at least not in a a while on the podcast. Um, And I know if you are someone who has been listening to my podcast, you've probably noticed I haven't been releasing episodes recently. Um, Hoping to get back to releasing them more regularly um, very shortly here. Um, Yeah, so look out for that. Probably every every couple weeks is kind of always my my goal. Um, So yeah, before I dive into the episode, I just wanted to let you guys know that I am accepting new one-on-one coaching clients um, for my three-month intuitive eating coaching program. Um, so if you're interested in that, you can find the link on my bio on Instagram um, at theintuitive underscore RD, or you can go to my website, theintuitiverd.com um, and go to the work with me tab and then submit a form and we can find a time to chat and see if you would be a good fit for that program. All right, guys, let's go ahead and listen to my conversation with Meg. All right, Meg, we are good to go. Um, I would love for you to start by just introducing yourself to, you know, the listeners and um, a little bit about what you do. Sure. So I'm Meg Boggs and I'm an athlete and an author. I'm a mom of a three-year-old little girl, Macy. And I, you know, I used to be a teacher and that was, I was a music teacher about three, four years ago, five years ago, maybe. And everything just sort of changed whenever I had my daughter and I ended up quitting my job and just kind of looking for a purpose in life. Um, I felt like I didn't really have one and that I grew up my whole life, the first like 28 years, just sort of trying to be somebody for other people, just trying to please everyone around me, please my family, please my friends, society, um, just trying to conform to the world. And I kind of had a wake up call after I had my daughter. And ever since then, I've been just trying to detach myself from things that harm me, like diet culture and um, just really awful (laughs) surroundings. So I've been sharing that with the world on my Instagram and my blog. And it's kind of blown up in the last two to three years. So I've, I'm kind of an open book now. That is so awesome. Um, and speaking about book, um, I have a copy of your book, Fitness for Everybody, right in front of me. It's, first of all, like, I just, like, love commenting on when books are beautiful. And, like, this book is so beautiful. And, like, some of the pictures in it 
and like just the graphics are amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Obsessed with it. Um, And I love how, so fitness for everybody, I love how like in this book, there's like your, I mean, it's elements of yourself, right? Like it seems like you just like wove in like parts of your story and also put that in perspective of like how it's going to help other people, like how you're a mom and how that kind of fits into the conversation. Um, So I guess let's just like have you talk a little bit about like what inspired you to write this book, what kind of is in here um, and maybe like who it's helpful for. Yeah. So I've been writing since I was a kid, since I was in elementary, I've written like just poetry and just writing my feelings down. Um, That's been like the easiest way for me to express myself. And so when it was maybe like two year and a half ago, I wrote like a blog post called fitnesses for everybody. It was the first time I publicly talked about fitness and in a way that wasn't attached to weight loss. It was the very first time I had kind of spoken out about my conflicting feelings about the fitness industry and how I didn't feel like I fit in, but I wanted to be part of it, but not that part of it. And I actually had um, a publisher, you know, reach out to me and say, hey, I just want to hop on a call and just tell me more about this blog post because, you know, I feel like I just want to know what made you write it, you know, tell us more about it. And so I was like, sure. And so we hopped on a call, talked about it. And before I knew it, I mean, three days probably went by and then I had a book deal and they were like, let's expand on this. And um, in my mind, I was like, I want it to be fitness related because fitness is for everybody. But there's also just like so many parts that intersect with it. Um, And all of my experiences, I just wanted it to combine into one. And so I shared, you know, my story about when I first started exercising, how that transitioned into me, you know, breaking up a diet culture and finding um, my purpose with in the fitness world, which was powerlifting and lifting really heavy things. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to share about that, but I also wanted to share about the whole reason this even sparked inside of me. It was when I became a mom, when I had my daughter and all I could think about was like bouncing back. But at the same time, I, all I could think about was how she was going to always see that, that she was going to grow up and always see me chasing a number. Cause that was my entire life. I was always chasing that goal weight. And I never would hit that goal weight, but I was always chasing it. And so it just, I had that moment of like, this needs to be told. We need to talk about how it's just cruel that we target women that have just had a baby, that it's just, it's awful. So I'm sharing my experience in the book about it just messed up my mental health and how that's an important conversation we need to be be having. Um, So there's a whole section just about motherhood and Uh postpartum and fertility. And it's just... I wanted it to to be a little bit of everything. And so yeah. it is a fitness, you know, there's a training guide in there as well, but it's just, it's so much deeper than, than just, you know, a guide. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's a story and a roven in it. So I'm, I'm excited for it to be out there. There's like, there's so much in there that I'm like, Oh, I can't believe everyone's going to be reading this. Right. It's, <laughs> it's so, so personal. <laughs> so vulnerable. Oh my gosh. But it's amazing. So I, I just want to touch on this. I haven't even gotten to like some of the things I want to ask you about, but um, let me just ask you really directly for people listening. What is different about the training guide that you have in here based, you know, from, you know, compared to, I guess, like any other training guide that might be out there? Yeah. So most training guides have step one be 
take your before photo. Mm-hmm. Set set your numeric goals. What size, you know, measurements do you want to be? What's your goal weight? And it kind of prepares you to make your whole journey about about appearance. And so I tried to strip that away where the whole, you know, beginning of your fitness journey shouldn't be appearance based. It should be feeling based and kind of reevaluating your relationship with exercise and movement and your relationship with food and starting there. And so this guide, it's a 12 week guide and it's very just straightforward. There's no crazy gimmicks in it. Um, A lot of guides sometimes will be very long workouts, like over an hour. And it's a lot of different equipment. It's just, it's really difficult, if, especially if you're just starting out, you want to do strength training. So it's only dumbbells. The whole thing, you either need just your body or you need a pair of dumbbells. That's it. And every workout has made like four to six exercises. And that's all you're doing. You're doing just a couple sets of each one. And it's just to like get that feeling of what it's like to hold weights, to be underweight and like to just grab the weights. And that's kind of the difference. I think it's based roughly on what I do. It's just broken down a little bit shorter mm-hmm. and it can be done from home. Um, it's not like this um, brand new way of weight training. You know, it's, it's definitely not like I didn't reinvent the wheel or anything. It's very basic movements, but um, I think it's just so intimidating when you're trying to lift weights and the only thing that you can find are how to make your butt look like a peach. Like that's, that's the goal. And this is the training guide for that. And this, this one in this book has nothing to do with that. It's just about getting you moving and following a 12 week guide. You don't even have to do it exactly the way that I lay it out. I have a little calendar in there that you can follow, but really it's just pick a workout, give it a try and do it at home. And then eventually if it, you move into a gym you know, that's, that works too. It doesn't really matter where you do it. So yeah. I love that. I love that. I think it's such a subtle, but like powerful shift of just like, oh yeah, it's just like different, maybe language around like the movement itself and not having it be like, oh, do this. So you can change this part of your body, right? Like just like the elimination of that and talking about, it, I feel like from more of like an empowering lens and like the connected lens, mm-hmm. like it, it seems so subtle, but it's like changes everything uh, in terms of like how um, yeah, how you approach movement if you kind of shift that. Yeah, definitely. Cool. I feel like we need we need more of this out there, right? Like there's not I agree. <laughs> so I'm so I glad know. that you have this resource now. Um, okay, so let me dive in to a couple things just like as I was flipping through even the beginning of your book, the first thing I I kind of saw was like basically this, this idea of like how diet culture and like fitness like intersect and like what that looks like and means and like you listed out a few things and expanded in the book on like things like you know size and health certainly um exercise as punishment do whatever it takes mentality kind of thing so anyway can you just kind of speak to like some of these things of like this intersection between diet culture and fitness yeah i think that it all comes down to like punishment and restriction Like that's, those are like the main things that both of them kind of encourage. It's all negative energy. When you really look at what they're promoting, it's just also negative. It's like, you should feel ashamed if you grab the cookie, you know, that's a bad food. That's not a good food. It's a bad food. You're, you're not determined enough. You're not, you don't have enough discipline. If you don't get out there, there's no excuses. 
it's just, if you just look at all the sayings and all the, you know, the motivational quotes, they're all so negative. Right. And I've never understood that. I've never felt motivated by seeing, you know, a, a poster that's in a gym that's like, you know, you don't, you aren't successful until you're throwing up. Like what? Like, no, that's not, that's not how it should be at all. And so I think that's where like, it all just combines together where it's like you, you've got to restrict, you've got to punish and you can never feel good until you reach this arbitrary goal that you probably physically can't ever get to. Like, you know, diets are telling you you need to eat X amount of calories. And if you don't, you are unsuccessful. You will not, you know, reach your goals and you're a terrible person. Mm -hmm. And then if you don't work out and you failed over here on your, your eating goals, then you deserve to be punished over here with your exercise goals. And then vice versa. If you don't do this, you're going to be punish yourself over here by not eating. And it's just like, it's just never ending. You never win. You never win until you have this perfect chiseled body that fits into what other people find appealing. And it's just, it's nonsense. And it, like, I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm never doing that again. And I'm just here to like encourage everybody to just break up with diet culture, just end it, divorce it. I mean, there's no, there's no reason to have so much negative energy. And that's the only way I can like describe it is just so much negative energy. And I don't understand. I've never understood that. I know it's, it's, it's wild how that's kind of the, the predominant narrative. And I guess like, I feel like when I think of that, like that negative energy that's out there around like fitness and stuff, I feel like all it's doing is like inciting this shame. And I think that, that like we attach to it out, out of fear or like, you know, as a mm-hmm. culture, we attach to it out of the fear of like, Oh, I've got to avoid whatever, not being good enough, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's, it's a mess. <laughs> and I think yeah. the ironic thing, and I don't know if this, you agree with this perspective, but like, I think what I've seen with clients recently when I'm talking about exercise with them is like this mentality of the negative mentality with, with fitness and movement creates a lot of blockages around even going to engage in it. Like may, like, and I think it depends on the person, but it can create these blockages of like, I'm bad if I don't do it, but now I don't want to do it. Right. And it's just like this negative mm-hmm. spiral and then you don't move your body because of that. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Uh, it's just, but I mean, it makes sense why it's a 60 to $70 billion industry because they, that's how they make their money. They make their money by making us feel ashamed. And then that makes us feel like we're missing something and we're, what do we need to get rid of this shame? Oh, maybe this, this diet plan, maybe this exercise program, maybe if I combine them together, it's, I'm going to reach it. Like, and that, that's, that's how it works. They, They, they want us to feel that way because it earns them money. If we're, if we're great, we're moving our body, choosing things that make us, you know, that positively impact us in our lives. That's not going to make them money. Right. So, so if you think of it that way, it's like, wait a second, I'm, I'm starting to feel bad about myself. I'm not about to give them my money. Like that's, this is my money. This is my life. And like, they can, yeah (laughs) something a quote that stuck with me and i can't oh now it's escaping me oh i hate when this happens um oh yeah yeah a quote i don't know where it came from or where it was whatever who said it but who's profiting off of this like insecurity right like exactly right like that's such a helpful thing it like takes it off of you and it's like oh (laughs) 
you know what I mean? When you think of like yeah. what this insecurity I'm experiencing and like what product is out there that I feel like I need to go get to deal with the shame of this insecurity. And then it puts it in, into that perspective. <laughs> yeah. Like what, what rich man is going to make money off of this insecurity, <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So keep that in your back pocket. If you're listening. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So let's see. So you, you know, you have a, a part kind of in the book about like embracing fitness as we are. So I guess like, I'm just looking for you to like speak to like, what is it? What does this mean? What would, it, would this look like to embrace fitness as you are? I think it just comes down to choosing an activity or a form of movement that you actually enjoy. And in the beginning, that can be really difficult because it's like, well, I don't know what I enjoy. I've never really, the only thing I've ever done is ran on a treadmill for an hour. So like, what else is there? Um, the way that I found out personally about powerlifting was, or that I kind of got, got interest in it was I thought about my childhood and I thought about how, what, what is it when I was younger that I remember really enjoying? Like before I was taught to hate myself, like what was I enjoying back then? And I just remembered that when I was in like seventh and eighth grade, I did shot put with track and field and it was really fun. I remember I loved throwing that heavy ball and it was like, okay, well, what, what can I do now as an adult that would be something similar? And it kind of, I connected the dots that maybe I should try lifting weights and powerlifting. And so that's what kind of made me try that. And then it turned out that I loved it, that it was like, it didn't feel, it felt fun. Like every time I showed up, it was fun. And that's how I knew that this was what I needed to be doing as a form of movement. And it's interesting because now, like I love powerlifting. I do it every single week, mm -hmm. but now I feel comfortable, you know, three years later, actually trying other things, giving, you know, some cardio type of things a try and not feeling that, you know, that, that triggering feeling of like, oh gosh, I need to burn so many calories. Um, but it's, it just transfers into other things. So I always say, start with something that you enjoy and you, you'll surprise yourself because other things will start looking, you'll start seeing things through a different lens, um, than you were before. You won't see them through diet culture lens anymore. Um, so that's why I can get on a treadmill now. And it's like, <laughs> it's fun for me. I can do some like challenging things and just, it, it's a different experience. And so, um, start with something you enjoy and, if possible, and if you don't feel comfortable going out in public, um, try it at home first or try it, you know, just with a friend first and get comfortable that way before you transition into a more public setting. Because I know that's really terrifying for a lot of people to try something new in front of people. Um, so that that's definitely what I would do is just think of things that that you think that you might enjoy, or you've never even thought about it before. You've never thought about hiking before, but it, you've always loved nature. So why don't I give it a try and just see what happens? No expectations. I'm not signing up for like a program. I'm just literally going to go for a hike and then see, see what, you know, how that makes me feel after. And journaling is great too. I have some prompts in the book to kind of start that process of thinking like, well, what, is, what do I need to think about then when I'm starting a fitness journey of any kind or movement, joyful movement? Um, journaling is just huge because it gives you that opportunity to kind of reevaluate what, what you're feeling when you're moving your body. Um, so I think that's important. Not everybody's a journaler, but I always <laughs> encourage it because I feel like it's really beneficial and helpful. Yeah, there's so much to like find that's within us. And I feel like that's such a good way to tap into it. That's awesome. 
Um, so I guess I let's wrap up here with you kind of speaking to whoever's listening who maybe, you know, has struggled with their relationship to movement up until this point. What is your like piece of advice for that person listening right now? Um, I would just say that um, I want to kind of rethink the the phrase wellness for just a second um, because I think that we all want to be healthy. We all want to feel good. We all want to be happy and live fulfilled lives. Um, but we're, we have all these all these things, all this noise around us all the time telling us this is what health health is. This is what wellness is. So I guess my, you know, my biggest advice to anyone is number one, always say thank you to your body. That's my biggest thing because it changed my life. The moment I started doing that and making it a habit, whether it was just randomly throughout the day or after a workout, I always do it after a workout. I do an out loud verbal Mm -hmm. thank you to my body, whether it's just like a Oh, thank you. Or actually saying thank you body. Like it's just so important. Other thing, when it comes to health, wellness, whatever you want to call it. Um, I like to think of it as, um, an active awareness, you know, Mm -hmm. like an active awareness of just making choices that impact us positively. And if we kind of reframe it and think of it that way, think of it as, you know, it can be as simple as making choice, the choices to wear those clothes that fit you right now, mm-hmm. rather than believing that you need to squeeze into the one that's in that back part of your closet, the one that doesn't. Um, that's, that's choosing wellness, you know. Mm-hmm. Also making choices, creating habits that build us up and fulfill us rather than constantly tearing ourselves down. Um, that was a big step for me too. just reframing health and wellness like that. And yeah. Oh my gosh. Both of those tips I feel like are so like easy to implement and like sound like super powerful. So that was really helpful. Yeah. Um, I mean that, those are the things that changed my life and, and it's a slow process, but it's, it's, it's worth it a hundred percent. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Meg. I would love for you to share where people can find you, any resources, things you have, including where people can find your book and all of that. Yeah. So I'm on Instagram at Meg.Boggs as well as TikTok at Meg.Boggs. I'm also on Twitter at Meg5Boggs and my website is Megboggs.com. So it's pretty much all just Megboggs. And I have a YouTube that's going to be launching really soon as well um, that I'll be doing a lot of fun fitness and just life stuff as well. That's so exciting. And people can find your book, I'm assuming, kind of anywhere when it comes out. Yes, (laughs) yes, pretty much anywhere. Um, But if you wanted, I don't know when this is coming out, but you can pre-order now. The link is in my bio on Instagram. Perfect. Thank you so much, Meg. Yes. All right, guys, that is a wrap on episode 76. If you want to find more from Meg Boggs, definitely follow her on Instagram at meg.boggs and pre-order her book, Fitness for Everybody. Um, Or if you're listening to this a little while after this episode is released, it's probably out there for you to just get now. Um, So definitely go ahead and, and do that. 
And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while and want more Intuitive Bites podcast episodes, um, please go ahead and leave a rating or review on iTunes um, and let me know what you're thinking of the podcast, um, what's been helpful, what you want to see more of. And yeah, we'll leave it at that. Thank you guys so much for listening and I will talk to you soon.